Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. Uh, this is my podcast. I am Spencer, and I am reading all this stuff to you. Um, I forgot to mention in the last episode, I wanted to do a count of how many of the words in that last episode uh, had those uh, letters and numbers, the chemical compounds. And I just did a count, and I believe if I counted correctly, there were 10 of them. 10 of the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 words, half of the words. Anyway, uh, this one is also full of scientific words, might be a little bit more interesting than the last one, depending on who you are. Um, that's all I got to say about that. So the first word is chlorite, C-H-L-O-R-I-T-E. Again, all of these words are starting with C-H-L-O-R. Uh, that's going to be halfway into next episode as well. Well, partially into next episode. Okay. Chlorite, first form, noun from 1794. Any of a group of usually green silicate minerals associated with and resembling the micas. M-I-C-A-S. What are the micas? Chloritic is an adjective. This is from Greek chlorite, from Latin chloritis, or chloritis, which is a green stone. Um, yes, I think we learned a couple episodes ago with the prefix chlor or chloro uh, that it means green. Uh, okay, second form of chlorite, noun from 1853. A salt containing the anion, ClO2, with a little dash over it, as in chlorite of sodium. And then we had a similar one in the last episode. Let's see if I can find it. It was somewhere that I can't find. That's fine. We can skip it. Uh, oh, there it is. Chlor chlorate. So that was chlorate of potassium. This is chlorite of sodium. All right. Next, we have the prefix chloro. And it just says, see the prefix chlor, which was the last word two episodes ago. Next is chlorobenzene. Chloro chlorobenzene, noun from circa 1889. A colorless, flammable, volatile, toxic liquid, C6H5Cl, used in organic synthesis and as a solvent. And the example of organic synthesis is as of DDT. I think we, we shall learn more about DDT in the next letter. Next we have chlorofluorocarbon. I love this word, chlorofluorocarbon. Noun from 1949 any of several simple gaseous compounds that contain carbon, chlorine, fluorine, and sometimes hydrogen that are used as refrigerants, cleaning solvents, and aerosol propellants, and in the manufacture of plastic foams, and that are believed to be a major cause of stratospheric ozone depletion. It is abbreviated to CFC, all caps. That was a long definition, and there was many instances of the word and, and this, and that, and this other thing. All right, similar word is chlorofluoromethane, noun from 1965, a chlorofluorocarbon derived from methane. I really want to figure out how to say chlorofluorocarbon backwards. I may actually start doing um, every once in a while a video that I shall put on YouTube uh, about me teaching people how to talk backwards, various words and phrases, so maybe I shall do an episode of chlorofluorocarbon. 
All right, next we have chloroform. First form of chloroform. Noun from 1838. A colorless, volatile, heavy, toxic liquid, CHCl3, with an ether odor used especially as a solvent. Uh, let's see, the etymology says this is from uh, from French chloroform, which is chlor plus formyle, uh, which is from its having been regarded as a trichloride of this group. The formyle group, I don't know what that is. Uh, yes, now we have the second form of chloroform. The second form of chloroform, it is a transitive verb from 1848. To treat with or as if with chloroform, especially so as to produce anesthesia, insensibility, or death. Why? Why death? Why are you going to kill people with this stuff? Uh, you see in older movies, this stuff gets used all the time to make somebody pass out. You know, they put some chloroform or ether or whatever on a rag, and then they put the rag on their face, and then they pass out. You've seen it. But this is not a nice thing to do. Next is chlorogenic acid. Two words. Noun from circa 1889, a crystalline acid, C16H18O9, occurring in various plant parts. And the example of these plant parts are coffee beans. You got some chlorogenic acid in your coffee beans. Next is chlorohydrin. Chlorohydrin, noun from circa 1890, any of various organic compounds derived from diols or polyhydroxy alcohols by substitution of chlorine for part of the hydroxyl groups. Diols is D-I-O-L-S. Next is chlorophyll. Phil is P-H-Y-L-L. Noun from 1819. One, the green, see there's the green again, the green photosynthetic pigment found chiefly in the chloroplasts of plants and occurring especially as a blue-black ester, C55H72MGN4O5, or as a dark green ester, C55H70MGN4O6. So what were the differences? There were a couple of little differences in the numbers there. One is blue-black, and one is dark green. And then it's called also, respectively, chlorophyll A and Ooh, I had a little burp. Chlorophyll A and chlorophyll B. So, you know, use that information somewhere. Number two, a waxy green chlorophyll containing substance extracted from green plants and used as a coloring agent or deodorant. Oh, yeah, I'm going to put some chlorophyll under my armpits as a deodorant. Uh, chlorophyllous is an adjective. Oh, that is so chlorophyllous. Uh, let's see, this is from chlor plus the Greek phylon, uh, which means leaf, and there's more at the word blade. Next, we have chloropicrin, uh, chloropicrin, P-I-C-R-I-N, noun from circa 1889, a colorless liquid, C-C-L-3-N-O-2, that causes tears, no, well, see, tears or tears and vomiting and is used especially as a soil fumigant in this case i think it is tears uh but i thought i thought it should be tears but then i saw vomiting 
and I think tears makes more sense. Uh, you don't want to be ingesting something that is going to cause tears and vomiting. Not fun. Uh, let's see the the uh, pickerin, a oh, pick roast that is Greek. Um, that is where this is from, which means sharp. Means sharp. Um, probably has a very sharp feeling if it's if you get it in you in some way. Uh, there's more at the word paint. Next we have chloroplast, noun from 1887, a plastid that contains chlorophyll and is the site of photosynthesis. And it tells us to see the cell illustration. So, you know, we, we talked about the plant cells and the animal cells many episodes ago. You can go back and listen to that one. It should be easy to find. Um, I just sort of probably visually described the chloroplast, but I didn't know what I was talking about. I still don't know what I'm talking about. Chloroplastic is an adjective. Next, we have chloroprene, noun from 1931, a colorless liquid, C4H5Cl, used especially in making neoprene by polymerization. Uh, neoprene, that's the stuff that you put your laptop in, those neoprene bags. So it's got, uh, it's got some chloroprene in there. Neoprene, chloroprene. Next we have chloroquine. Uh, no, chloroquine. Chloroquine. But it is spelled Q-U-I-N-E. Noun from 1946. Is there a king? This is an anti-material... Anti... No. Anti... See, it's going over to the second line, so I can't read this word. Anti-malarial drug. An anti-malarial drug, C18H26CLN3, administered in the form of its bitter crystalline diphosphate. Next is chlorosis. This sounds like a disease. Chlorosis. Noun from 1678. 1. An iron deficiency anemia, especially of adolescent girls, that may impart a greenish tint to the skin called also green sickness, which is all one word, green sickness. Uh, I just listened to the episode that aired today, uh, which is uh, May 22nd, and the word cheek is in there. And the example was rosy cheeked. That was one of the words. Uh, and I said, what would another thing be? Green cheeked. said, that's probably when you are um, going to throw up. Uh, so here is an example of when you could call somebody green cheeked if they have this green sickness called chlorosis. Why? What causes this? Iron deficiency, anemia. So you're not getting enough iron. You got to get your iron. Eat some, what, I think kale and things like that have iron, other things too. Okay, number two, a diseased condition in green plants marked by yellowing or blanching. And chlorotic is an adjective. Here we go with the last word. It's another fun one. Chlorothizop. How do you say this? chlorothiazide, chlorothiazide, or chlorothiazid. I have to spell it C-H-L-O-R-O-T-H-I-A-Z-I-D-E, chlorothiazide, noun from 1957, a thiazide diuretic, C7H6CLN3O4S2, used especially in the treatment of edema and hypertension. Man, reading those uh, chemical compounds really throws off the flow, doesn't it? All right, so let's read the words. We had chlorite, chloro, chlorobenzene, 
chlorofluorocarbon, chlorofluoromethane, chloroform, chlorogenic acid, chlorohydrin, chlorophyll, chloropicrin, chloroplast, chloroprene, chloroquine, or chloroquine, chlorosis, and chlorothiazide. Well, I think I am going to pick, where did it go? Chlorofluorocarbon as the word of the episode, because it is a very fun word to say. Chlorofluorocarbon, it's a chlorofluorocarbon. I don't know what to say about chlorofluorocarbon. All right, that was all of the words. Uh, All right, let's read some holidays for today, which is June 15th. I think I'm on the right page. Yes, I am. Uh, all right, in Costa Rica, it is Arbor Day. They got lots of trees there. In uh, Denmark, it is Flag Day, also called Day of Valdemar and Reunion Day. In Italy, it is Engineers Day. Internationally, it is Global Wind Day. So say hello to the wind because it goes all around the world. In Azerbaijan, it is National Salvation Day. In the UK, It is National Beer Day. The UK, they love their beer. We know that. Uh, Let's see. It is, this is a very big one. It is World Elder Abuse Awareness Day. Um, This this is a thing that, um, (laughs) this is a big problem. Because, I don't know, in the simplest form, the first thing that I can think of is people get older. They need more help physically and medically, and they get put into a nursing home or something of some kind, and people just don't treat them well. They they think that they um, worth nothing. Maybe they they're just sitting there, you know, taking up resources. But these are people. These are people who have stories and lives, and probably more interesting lives than you. And they have been through some stuff, and so they're you know. How, how are they abused? They may not be fed right away. They may not be cleaned right away. They may be physically abused. They may be mentally abused. There are so many different ways. Th- this, is, this is obviously, a, this is a big, big problem. Um, and, and, you know, th- this happens because they don't really have much of a voice, typically. They don't have a way to, uh, to say, this is happening to me. Or if they do, people think, oh, well, they're old. They're losing their mind. They don't know what they're talking about. Um, which is usually not the case, I think. Um, anyway, you know, be aware that this is happening and don't, if you see this happening, say something, stop this from happening. On a lighter note regarding this, uh, I just found out that there is a movie coming out um, on, I believe, Shudder.com. It is technically sort of a horror movie. It may be out by the time this episode has aired. It is called, I think, The Amusement Park, and it is by George A. Romero, and he made this, I think, right after maybe his second or third movie he made. Um, and uh, it never saw the light of day because a group of people asked him to make a movie about elder abuse, and this is what he made. And uh, they watched it, and they, they said, nope. We don't want the public to see this because George A. Romero made it. Uh, if you know anything about him, I think you have an idea of where this might be going. Um, yeah, so I will. I'm very curious to see what this is, and you should go check it out if you are interested about that topic and George A. Romero's movies. Anyway, let's look at the fun holidays. They're not always fun holidays. 
Um, in addition to World Elder Abuse Awareness Day, it is National Bug Busting Day. Well, is this about killing bugs? Oh, checking your kids for nits. Um, yeah, so, you know, lice and things like that. This is good. Don't, uh, don't, don't let that stuff spread around. It is also Nature Photography Day. Uh, I have only done a little bit of nature photography, but I really like it. Maybe I'll go out in nature and take some photographies. Uh, all right, I'm going to end this episode there. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.